Hi everyone, welcome back to the Caffeinated Brown Girl podcast. My name is Pallavi and I am the host of the podcast. Thank you so much for all the support that you have been showering in. We surpassed 2000 downloads on the podcast, which is just surreal. It's just crazy that people have listened to it like more than 2000 times. Um and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes with uh, all the great guests that we have and um just content that I have planned for it. On Instagram too we are very very close to 1000 followers so please go there check it out. It's just at caffeinated brown girl um and if you like the content make sure you're following. Um I am really excited for today's episode. this one really motivated me and really inspired me especially like i feel like we're in a time right now where it's easy to fall in a rut and that's like i mean it's fair because the world's just going crazy there's so much happening um and so it's okay to fall in a rut sometimes too but i just felt like i was in such a big rut not knowing what to do like i would work during the day and after work i would just like lay in my bed and just like waste my evenings but this conversation just kind of changed my perspective and outlook and everything um and really made me think so i'm super excited for you all to listen to it if you're listening on apple podcasts make sure you leave a review that supports the podcast and that just like recommends it to more people um within our communities and people who might be interested so that's all i had for you now a little bit about aska aska is a muslim pakistani woman born and raised in dubai She relocated to Seattle, Washington in 2014 and has been calling it home ever since. She uses her platform to discuss everything from fashion, lifestyle and self-care. Her goal is to inspire, empower and motivate people through her reality and life lessons. She stands up for social issues while helping and learning from others. and she loves being inspired and inspiring young women like herself to challenge stereotypes in order to achieve their goals ultimately she's working towards using her platform to build a company that serves her community in addition to all of her life ambitions she works a full-time job at amazon she's a full-time student completing her bachelor's degree and she's very passionate about growing her instagram blog so i will recommend that you check out aska's instagram you know after listening or while listening to this episode and it's just at aske but the content there is so amazing and she's so real and like she talked a lot about like everything that she's doing like she has a blog with like around 9000 followers at the time i'm recording this intro um she works full time at amazon she's a part time student about to get her bachelor's degree next spring and she's also a wife and so she's been managing it all and so we talked a lot about like everything she's doing why she chose to do everything in this manner and how she balances it all and like how she plans on using her blog to inspire others so i'm really excited for you to listen to it um and please let me know your thoughts in the episode and please let us know too and reach out to her and share her with all your cool and sweet words so let's get into it Hi Aska, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Would you like to start us off by telling us who you are? 
Hi, my name is Azka Mystery. Um, you guys also know me as Azka on Instagram. I am a lifestyle blogger as well as a student and a wife. I do work full-time outside of um, blogging. I work at Amazon. I just recently went through a um, pivotal moment in my life in terms of my career. Um, I was in banking for the last seven years and um, just recently decided that I wanted to do something different. So started exploring my options in tech and thankfully got hired. It's literally my first week, so still exploring as to what I'll be doing, but I'm into AWS operations. Um, and as I explore more, I'll be talking on that um, on my page as well. In terms of being um, a blogger, I've been doing that for about a year and a half now. Um, I really enjoy it because it's my creative outlet and um, it, it allows me to be me um, without any judgments, even though people do judge, but I kind of put that away outside of the box and enjoy everything that I do. And I love sharing it with people. Um, helping people has always been um, one of my passions. So through my blog, I do a lot of that. I do help young women, young men um, explore their options in their career and um, truly go after their dreams, putting um, the societal pressures aside. Um, and that is something I'm pa really passionate about because as a young South Asian woman, um, those are some barriers that I broke, um, the stereotypical norms that I broke. So I really, truly enjoy doing that. Um, I am only 23 years old. <laughs> I know a lot of people always uh, find that as a surprise. Um, and I always get questions about my age, but I'm not shy to admit, yes, I'm 23. And yes, as a 23 year old, you can have your life together. Um, and um, as, as, as far as anything else goes, um, I love cooking. I love being in front of the camera and I love talking. <laughs> um, so that's why I do what I do. And I love being around people. So through Instagram, I love the fact that I can meet so many different people and so many different backgrounds. Um, and, you know, I leave a part of me with everyone that I interact with. And um, I love I love being around people. So I think that's why I do what I do. That's amazing. You're essentially doing everything at once and killing the game. And as you said, like you're only 23 and you're just doing so much that like, for me being 22 like that's that's an inspiration um yeah so that's great to hear that and we'll definitely be getting into like your blogging and your work and everything in a little more detail but I know that uh, you've talked a little about how you grew up in Dubai and I think it'd be great if we could talk about that like I ha I've had friends who are from Dubai and you know they've talked to me about their experiences but hearing your side of the story would be amazing of course um, my experience going growing up in Dubai was pretty amazing. Um, I miss it, you know, every single day. I talk about being in Dubai every single day. And it was different because the culture is very different. Um, I think when I was there, I was very sheltered and very um, conservative as a, a, for my personal sake. You know, it wasn't anything that was really forced upon me. But because it's a religious country and because we're in a conservative environment, you tend to be a little bit more sheltered and a little bit more conservative. So when I was there, I was a completely different person. I I think I could never um, I could never say that I'm the same person as I was seven years ago before I moved to the U.S. in 2014. Um, and you know the food, the people, everyone's super amazing. Dubai is a really small. I mean UAE is a really small country, and um, you know growing up there, 
literally everyone knows everyone. And I grew up around um, four brothers being the only daughter. So um, being the only girl in the family, I was always very um, protected, you know? Um, and coming from a Muslim family, like I, uh, I lived a very, I would, I don't know the right word, but I lived a very conservative lifestyle. Um, you know, wasn't really allowed to talk to boys. Not that I didn't do that. I still did, but I wasn't really allowed to go out, um, as much. I would, you know, stay past my curfew, which was my dad would say like, Oh, be home before sunset. And like, you know, that always ended up being like midnight or 10 o'clock at night. Um, but you know, um, and that was like me being a rebel at the time, but, um, living in that conservative lifestyle when, um, you know, I moved to the U.S., um, the first six months to a year, I think I really struggled because I just didn't know how to adapt the new culture um, at the same time, uh, really trying to impress my parents because my parents brought me here with the mindset of, okay, you still need to rem remember that you're a Muslim girl, you're a girl, and, you know, um, you can chase after your dreams, but you have a limit and um, just you know, don't ruin your parents' name. That's like one thing as a brown girl you hear your entire life. Like, you know, you have the um, the stress of like your parents' respect and their reputation on your shoulders and everything you do like somehow ends up affecting that. So my parents always told me that, hey, you know, be mindful of whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, even though we're bringing you to the US, we don't want you to adapt the culture entirely. So, you know, coming here, I wasn't really allowed to go to prom or enjoy like the school dances or any of that. I didn't do any of it. But, um, you know, my parents were always afraid to let go of that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, um, when you come from a conservative country to now the U.S., which is just so open and so free, it was a huge culture shock for me. You know, I remember going to my first um, pride parade and being trans transgender, you know, the LGBTQ um, community, I was just so shocked. I was just like, I had never seen that in Dubai. And I had to learn to embrace that and, um, you know, truly respect it. And I did that on my own. You know, my parents, I feel like still freak out when they see um, the different cultures and the different things outside in the US. But um, I had to, you know, take that upon myself and tell them like, hey, these people are out there and it's totally okay. And really it's a journey. It's a it was a learning journey for me and for my parents to really teach them that, okay, these are the different things that exist outside, but they were still always very scared. What if you adapted to that? What if, what if you married, you know, essentially like a white person or you married someone outside of your religion? Like, how is that going to go? And they had all these um, notions. So um, living through that and always keeping in mind um, that I need to, um, you know, put my parents' needs ahead of mine was a huge struggle and um then finally came to the u.s embraced all of those different things and um you know i would say the difference major difference between u.s and dubai is um the culture and the religion and the way people are um treated and um you know how conservative people are and i wish i was the same person but i'm i'm not i was very conservative when i was in dubai and now when i look back i can't imagine i was that person because I wouldn't even eat food outside. I don't know if you know the difference between halal food and haram food, but um, I didn't even eat like um, non-halal food for the first two years that I was in the U.S. because I was so um, sheltered and like in my own, and, you know, just fixed in my own mindset that I didn't want to try anything new. So 
it was a it was a journey but i feel i feel like i am much more whole as i am today that i've never been before um so i'm very thankful that my parents actually brought me to the us because i would not be the person that i am today if i was still in dubai um and i would not be as open as bold as as i am today yeah um firstly thank you so much for sharing that and like being so vulnerable because i know it's not easy but i think a lot of what you said resonates with people and it's something that's like sim- true to, true for a lot of people like specifically for me like i grew up in india i grew up like in the same city i was also very sheltered and I would say that before coming to the US I didn't really think about or care about like the news or what's going on in the world because that was just something that wasn't bothering me but then coming to a place where that is talked about so much and then you see people from all these different cultures and communities and in one place and especially yeah. in a time such as like college where I feel like you see that so much more like my mindset completely changed too and so i think like whenever you transition from one culture to the other there's always some kind of a shift and uh for me as well like i'm not the person i was 4 years ago but i'm glad like i'm the person i am now because it's definitely a better version of me and so i think it's really cool to like look back and see um that difference and like also embrace as you said like it's a journey and no one's you know perfect and so even when we look back in 5 years again and see like we'll probably see like more changes and i think um that's the good thing about it yeah absolutely it's tough too like trying to i moved here when i was like 16 and um at the time it was just like I left my friends. I was already like going through like, you know, feeling just so left out and like, oh my gosh, my parents took me away from my friends. But deep down I knew this was for the betterment, but then trying to balance all of that was just insane. But when I look back now, I I don't recognize the person that I was because I was just so different, just so conservative, and now I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to eat that, and I'm going to look at this and I'm going to look at that and I'm going to dress like this and I'm going to dress like that. like that wasn't the case back then like i would think twice before doing things yeah for sure and like 16 i feel like that's an age when you've already established your friendships and your life and so coming from one place to the other at that point i think it can be more challenging versus if you were coming here when you were like 2 3 years old and you're essentially like growing up here so Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that part. Um now I wanted to talk a little more about like what you're doing um and specifically with your blogging. I know you talked about how it's a creative outlet for you, but can you tell us like how you got started with blogging? What really motivated um you to create the platform that you have today? Yeah, so um about when i moved here that was one way one thing that i wanted to always do i was like okay i have so many friends back in dubai and i was i mean it's so weird to say this now <laughs> but i was essentially like the it girl back in the day like in in my middle school times in dubai like i was i had all kinds of friends everybody was my best friend and you know just so many friends that i wanted to keep in touch with everyone 
And um, when I moved um, to the US, that was hard to do because the time difference, like I'm literally on the other side of the world, it's an 11 hour time difference. And it was hard to contact and stay in touch with everyone. So I created, so I had Instagram, Facebook and everything growing up. I've had those um, platforms like since a very young age, since like people shouldn't even have handed it to me, but I've had it for a long time. Um, But then I started posting a lot more. I was like, okay, if I post things on my story, all of my friends can see it rather than me texting it to them like what I'm doing. So I started doing that more and more and I was just super active on social media, but I never formalized it as a blog until I think a year and a half, two years ago, um, when I just had a lot of blog inspirations like, you know, Deepa Khosla, um, Kaushal, and, um, you know, just so many different uh, bloggers that I would follow. And I just really enjoyed looking at their content. And then it just got to me like, oh, why don't I do that? Because I'm already posting, I already have a platform, um, you know, let's formalize it and do it. So I don't really know the exact date of when I started, but then I just started post, I would do my regular posts but then start tagging brands and using hashtags and all like the social media strategies. And, um, you know, in school, I started learning social media marketing and just got super passionate about it. So um, I started posting and then it, it is a huge creative outlet. Like, I don't think I ever want to make it a stressful thing for me because I really enjoy just doing things at my own time, creating content when I feel like it and being creative with it. So when you come to my page, I don't have a specific niche like people do. I'm all over the place and I love that. I can be empowering. I can be a Debbie Downer. I can be fashionista and I can be looking like a complete bum, but that is me. That's who I am. And that's how normal people are. You don't go to, you know, when you go and look at social media and you look at people, you're just like, oh my gosh, she so looks perfect all the time. It's not true. Sometimes you come onto my stories, I'm all glammed up and I'm looking glamorous. Sometimes you come up onto my story and I look like a complete bum and you know, that's how normal people are. And I want to encourage that. And I want to showcase that a lot more. And that's why I'm everything. So I can fit into different types of roles, being a wife, you know, being, being an aunt or being a student or being, you know, a workaholic or being a creative person. I'm all of it. So um, I think I really enjoy being that and, you know, wearing different hats and, um, that's why Instagram's in the place. And I'm trying to come up on more platforms, um, but it's really hard to do <laughs> to um, manage different platforms and edit content and create content for different things. But slowly I'll get there. Yeah, that's a great story. And I feel like people on social media or anyone that has a following, they like most of them who are their real selves and are showing both, you know, the good and the bad of the days are the ones that tend to have that sustained growth or tend to have that engagement because your viewers or your followers, they can see that you're being a real person. And this is not just something like it's not toxic positivity, because I feel like that can get really harmful really quick um and I like the fact that you said like oh you don't have a niche you're just talking about anything and everything and how you feel like it and um I think like even with this podcast that's what I've aimed to do like I talk to people from all different areas and not trying to limit any of that and like I'm not saying like there's anything wrong with anyone who does find a niche um but it's like 
for everyone like there's something different that works and like if you have various interests and want to showcase those different aspects of your life um it's really interesting that you like have that platform and instagram and other social media allow you to do that um instead of just like boxing you in in like one category also you target a larger audience than just like a specific niche like you know a fashion blogger can a fashion person who's someone who loves fashion can follow me someone who is a studious person and wants to learn about their career can follow me someone who just wants some empowerment and some positivity can follow me someone who just wants to feel normal can follow me so you're opening up your audience to a much larger you know targeted targeted audience than just like one small aspect of stuff so um great that you do that as well because there's not just one type of person there's billions of people with billions of different personalities and wouldn't you want to get to know and relate to all of that than just one box so nothing wrong with having a niche but i enjoy being everyone yeah and like i feel like with an audience like that you learn a lot as well because all these people coming to you are from millions of like different backgrounds and so i think it's just like that two way street like they help you grow you help them grow and it just keeps on going from there so yeah i love that um so i guess this is just like more of a question that i was really curious about but like when it comes to like blogging or having a following like a term that we very commonly use is like influencer and like a lot of people i follow like some of them love it some of them hate it some of them embrace it and i think even though it's just a word it can carry a lot of weight and so i was just wondering like what are your views on that and how do you perceive it I I hear you the way people look at it majority of the time it's a little negative because they look at it and they're like oh influencer oh she must just be throwing products in people's faces and you know products that she may not even believe in and it's just a perception and it depends on who you're following and who it is is it that's calling themselves the influencer I personally don't mind being called an influencer or a blogger but I do call myself a blogger just because I don't even think there's like a, a specific like reason behind it. It's just it's easy to relate and it's easy to say, you know. Influencer, I I can see why people can look at it negatively because there are people and there are bloggers who would um call themselves influencer and most of their pages about just influencing and sharing products and services, but um nothing wrong with that necessarily. um i personally don't use it just because i'm not just influencing 24/7 i'm on i'm share, showcasing my life i'm showcasing different things there are times i'm sharing products and services um but those are products and services that i like um i don't know if most people even know this but as a blogger or as an influencer when people reach out to me i am very very careful with who i collaborate with i have you know hundreds of emails that i have to go through and read through whoever wants to collaborate and whoever wants to do a campaign or do something with me but not every not everyone will qualify to do something with me because a your values need to align it's not just about oh get as many partnerships as possible it's no you have to create a proper you know line of path for with that business and you need to be able to relate so if i'm sharing something with my following my followers need to understand why did aska go with that is because aska is that type of a person if all of a sudden like i don't know like i partner up with like a uh what's 
like a swimwear company and like I don't even know how to swim and I don't even, ever even go to the beaches and like I'm uh, you know promoting that it's a kind of weird like because that's not even me um so I'm very careful with that and um you know the the term influencer can be negative because a lot of people put them in boxes of oh this person is just showcasing all these different products and services and like you know they do most of that than like anything else so I do think like people people look at it more negatively than they do positively. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think like it has that negative connotation to it because of, you know, as you said, like sometimes it uh, people can be transactional and just like product after product and not really focusing on like if it's something that really aligns with them. Um but I think like just like with any other profession or anything someone else like there are always going to be like situations like this so i don't think that the term necessarily needs to like have that negative connotation and i actually see like a lot of bloggers slash influencers like like taking that term and embracing it and like showing it in a positive light by like showing that holistic self and you know as we were talking about like to be authentic and to be a real self like you need those values of the partnerships that you're doing to align and so i think when i see like people like that it just reinforces some positivity into exactly. the world exactly 100% agree yeah so um just talking a little bit about like everything else you do so you said that you're studying you're um also working so you were working in banking and now in tech can you talk a little bit about like doing all of these things at once and how are you like honestly how are you managing and and how are you doing it because like i know everyone has 24 hours in a day but that seems <laughs> like like how are you doing you have more hours than the rest of us or what's going on i wish i had more hours <laughs> but um honestly like it's a lot of time management and um i I started obviously I started working since the age of 16 and um I always had an ambition like I always had I I was always that girl that had like really big goals in life and like I always wanted I always still want to do more things that I are than I do already and I always have my plate full but I always love having my plate full like if I ever had a if I ever have a slow day I feel really unproductive even though I'm doing things but it's not as much I would always tell myself like oh I need to do more and sometimes that can be good or sometimes it can be bad right um but my my i do have help from my husband now so i met my husband about 4 years ago we got married um a, almost a year and a half ago and um you know after getting married things are a little bit better for me in sense in the sense of like i'm able to manage things better so you know there are times when like i've had a busy day and when i worked retail hours in banking like i would leave work i would leave for work in the morning at 7 and i won't get home until 6:37:00 and um you know during those hours i can't really blog much and i can't really do much cuz i can't really use my phone at work um unless i'm on lunch so blogging was really like a secondary thing like it wasn't it it's i'd still call it like it's not my number one priority cuz i have other goals that i'm working on career family you know work like i do prioritize that before i do my blog um so at the time it was tough so by the time i would come home my husband would have like food ready so i would eat and then i would immediately go and start doing my homework so 
the last two years, I've been taking like three to four classes per quarter, and it's all been online because I'm trying to, um, because I'm trying to finish my degree off as fast as I can, um, all while going to work full time as well. And um, schooling has always been slow for me because I've been always working full time. I've never had a long period of time of break. So um, I've taken, I'd, in the beginning, I used to take one to do classes. And then the last two years, I've been taking like four classes a quarter, at least so that I can finish off sooner. And I'm graduating this March, so I'm very excited. Um, but it's all about time management and I've struggled with it and I'm slowly getting better at it. And it is as much as we love to procrastinate, we, not, we, we need to stop doing that, right? Um, and I, I have now like different calendars and different things in place to put me in discipline and like put me in check to really allow me to, you know, do different things. So I do tell myself like every Sunday I'm sitting down and I'm putting a schedule together and, for the rest of the week. And um, I know I have due dates for my school. I know I have partnerships that I need to deliver on and I need to create content for my following and I need to you know, really do things for my family, whether it is something social, whether it's something, you know, doing at home or spending time with the husband. Um, so I, I really, but everything goes in different prioritization boxes. Um, my family comes first, then comes my school, then comes my work, then comes my blog. And I do always set that expectation very clearly because if I prioritize my blog, even though that's the most fun thing to do, like I won't be able to deliver on these other all all of these other things and work and school is definitely on top of the blog because I do earn the most from my job and I need my degree in order to continue going up in my career. Um, so slowly but surely, I'm trying to perfect the time management aspect of it. Um, but it we have 24 hours in a day and that's more than enough. Even if you sleep six to eight hours or even 10 hours. You seriously still have so many more hours to do all the different things that you need to do. We just need to prioritize and get things done as they're as they come. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like procrastination, I think everyone does it. And once in a while, you know, it's okay. Like it's okay to have those days. But I think like as a world I don't think we use like our days to the fullest and it's very easy to like push them off to like okay I can do this later this is not that necessary but it's it's good that you have it clear like okay family comes first and this is what comes second third and fourth and I think that can be the toughest part for some people to figure out like how do I prioritize these big buckets of things going on in my life and I think it can be easy yeah. from there but looking specifically at like schooling, like you've taken sort of a non-conventional path to schooling. And so I, I'm I'm just wondering, like, if someone, you know, if there's someone else who's also thinking about, well, should I just do that four year back to back college experience and then work after that or take this other path where I can maybe do multiple things at once, maybe start earning from an earlier point on but they're worried about like what about that college experience that you know people just like talk about 24 7 so I guess what are some of your thoughts on that so I used to think a lot about that because I was always like oh my gosh I want to go abroad and I want to go and be in college and live in dorms and this and that um but at the same time when I look back like 
if I took the traditional route of going to school for four years and then started working, I would still be starting from the bottom, right? And versus if you turn 18 or you like in the US, luckily you can start working from 16, 17, right? And if you start working at that age, A, it teaches you a lot of responsibility. You can very early on learn from your mistakes and you know have the right people around you, your parents, your advisors, your mentors to really guide you um, into a better path into life. Now, that is only if you, know, you wanna take that route. Um, in my case, like I didn't really have that much guidance. I just learned from my own mistakes and terrible mistakes. Like I always had issues with advisors not giving me the right information. And, you know, my parents didn't really know much about the U.S. culture and how things work here. So it was always like me figuring out things on my own. And sometimes you're guided in the wrong way as well. But I knew like I wanted to be independent. I wanted that financial independence. Like my parents can only pay so much for the things that I want in life and the things that I want to do but I needed to take responsibility for myself. Um, I, was, I was worried at one point about the cult, missing out on the college uh, experience, but at the same time, like parties, you know, the experience, like those things will always be there, but the, that time that you have to focus on yourself, that's only given to you once. You'll only be 16, 17, 18 once in your life, right? You're never gonna get that time again. And if you use that time wisely and you learn financial independence and you learn responsibility early on in your lifetime, like you're just off to a better start compared to anyone else around you. And while those kids, like other kids are busy partying and like having the time of their life, you're still building yourself and you're still doing things that are good for you. So even though I felt left out, I knew I had a bigger goal in mind. And I, after graduating from school, like by March, I am graduating with my bachelor's degree, right? After I graduate in March, I will still have eight years of work experience. Like that's, that's freaking amazing. I mean, I have to, I'm, I'm, this is not me bragging about myself, but after going through four years of college and having eight years of work experience, I think that's brilliant because you've, are, you've already beaten a lot of people in, in your age group and in your game. Because by the time someone graduates after four years of schooling and zero work experience, they still have to start from the bottom because after you graduate, you've seen companies and places always require five years of experience for like a good level, mid-level or senior level position. Otherwise you're always getting into like entry level stuff. So I think I think I made a really good choice by not taking the traditional route um, and you know, just taking my chances. I didn't know at the time what I was doing, but I was, I more so did it for financial independence and it led to good things. Um, but you need to know what your bigger goal is. Yeah. And I think like on that job front note, like I've seen like entry level positions that say like you need two years of experience or three years of experience. And so if at an entry level that's expected, like it just kind of gets worse, yeah. um, higher up you go. Yeah. Um, but I also think like what you talked about, like learning from experience, I think since you started working early on, you probably faced a lot of challenges in terms of like, you know, with work and life and figuring out your passions and things like that, that people may start facing after they're done with college. And I think those are the situations that really teach you life skills. And it's not necessarily formal education. Like, for example, even if you look at something as like, financial management like how do you manage your personal finances 
I studied business in college, yet I had no class, nothing that taught me how to do that. And now that I'm like a few months post-grad, I am struggling with that because like no one teaches you yeah. that until, unless you're actually in that situation. But you like having, you know, started working at 16 and having that eight-year leg up, not only in terms of what jobs you're qualified for and your career, it's also, I think, just in other aspects of your life, like those skills just develop more by the by the same point just because you started earlier absolutely and um not only that I did move out at the age of 18 so I took it upon my and it was my personal choice to move out and do everything independently like I paid for my own college I had zero and you know I have zero uh student debt because I did monthly payments for my education I took less classes so I can pay for it out of pocket rather than um, you know, taking student loans. And I paid, you know, I rented a room from like, you know, different families and, you know, just kind of just lived off of like a very average normal lifestyle. Um, my parents are not super well off. So I knew from the beginning, like I needed to work hard and I needed to, um, you know, get out and do things. And I'm super thankful for myself that I did that because yes, it taught me responsibility. Yes, it's given me that leg up. And it gave me so much confidence because, by the time, like, because I came out of that sheltered lifestyle and started doing my own thing and faced challenges and, you know, learned from my mistakes, like, it gave me a huge boost in my confidence. And that's, that's something no one can teach you, you have to go through it, you have to go through things in life to really get that. Yeah, for sure. So like now that you are doing all of this stuff, and you recently started your job um, at Amazon, and everything's you know like work from home and we're still in that weird state where like things are opening up but not really like now in this like COVID world or uh, I don't know what else to call it but what does like a typical day look for you and how do you draw that boundary between okay at this point like work and school ends and your time with family or your husband like begins and how do you make sure that your balancing all those different aspects so i'm super thankful that i'm starting to work from home because it's a whole different life that i've lifestyle that i've never had i've always been used to going into work dressing up and like you know putting my best self in front of people every morning because in retail you're just customer facing and retail banking you're just constantly talking to people all day so um switching my mindset from now doing just meetings on you know your WebEx the whole day and it's different. So my typical day now, um, which it, again, I've only been working from home for like a week now, <laughs> so I cannot tell you too much <laughs> of how I'm doing. But my first week I did draw boundaries. I told myself that I need to plan and ahead of time for everything, for school, for work, for um, personal um, stuff. And um, I started my week off with that like like i said earlier every sunday i have my stuff like written out and i'm like okay these are the things that i want to tackle down this week let's go like what's prioritized what are the things that i need to get done in the morning i wake up and i'm just um i get ready i do still put makeup on because i'm like if i don't get ready and i don't feel like i'm going into work or doing something and um i think that's super important and i am a huge believer in if you look good you feel good um, and not that without makeup, I don't feel good. It's just that the getting ready piece of it, like it's very therapeutic to me, like having 30 minutes to an hour to myself to go shower, get ready, get dressed, 
Like I love doing that. So I've made it a point to do that every morning when I wake up first thing, um, get ready, make breakfast, have breakfast with my husband. He also works from home. So I give him time. And, you know, in the middle of work and everything, like I take, I have the first thing I did, it was block out my calendar for my lunch hour. Like I told myself I needed to make sure I need to have one hour. And during that hour, I will have lunch. I'll watch a Netflix show if I want to. And that will be my downtime. And um, as less scrolling on Instagram as possible, um, because I feel like that kills my creativity um, if I scroll for too long. And scrolling is not necessarily just mindless scrolling, but it's also engaging with your favorite people, your favorite bloggers, your friends and stuff like that. Um, so I try to limit that down to like 30 minutes max, um, unless I have way too much time on my hand, then I can spend more time. Um, and then by the time um, I stop working around four o'clock, um, my work starts at seven ends at four. Um, but if I have meetings and stuff, I can do earlier, you know, have less time. But in between those times, if I have free time from work and I'm done with my work responsibilities, I'll start doing schoolwork. So the good part with that is if I'm not working and I'm, I don't have meetings, I set up a space for myself where I can just focus on those things. I'm focused on work and focus on school. So when I'm not working, I'm doing schoolwork. Um, out of the week, I've put up my deadlines on a calendar, like when I need to finish stuff. And on um, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I've blocked out my calendar this evening, like I need to get my schoolwork done for the entire week. So I will spend two, three hours um, finishing whatever it is that I couldn't finish during the entire week um, and get that done so that the weekends I have available. And then um, I, sh I get done around four or five o'clock um, with everything during a normal day. And then I just spend time with my husband and then do whatever we have planned. Um, in terms of content, I'm very free spirited with that. Um, I do have content planned and ideas written out, um, but I execute them when it feels right, when I have time. And by that, I mean, when I don't have any schoolwork, when I don't have any work and I've uh, spent enough time with the family, then I'll do content stuff. Um, or I'll do it and you know write captions and stuff in the middle if I have 10, 15 minutes here and there. Um, but like I said, blog and social media is secondary. Um, everything else comes first. Yeah, it's good that you have like things planned like on Sundays looking for the week ahead because then you have a clear vision of what this week looks like and not every week is going to look the same. And so that definitely helps. And I think another thing that you've done that's really good is like blocking that lunch hour because I know I'm really bad about that. I see people doing it. I don't. And then a meeting pops up for me at like 12 p.m. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> like I can't say no. And sometimes like it, it's possible, right? During a work day, you have so many meetings that you get your actual work done after that 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. point, And that bleeds into your personal time. And so I think having those clear boundaries is really essential. And it can be difficult to do that though especially if you're in an environment where you see other people just like working into the night or sending out emails at 11 p.m but I think even if you yeah. see that it's important to remember that maybe they took like a two-hour break during the work day to do something else and that's why they're working so late yeah. at night and I think people forget that I forget that and so like your story and your scheduling is just a reminder that it's important to think about your own priorities and align them and make sure like you know 
where what lies. Exactly. And that's the only way you'll find balance. Otherwise, you'll go through the hole of black, burning out, right? And you don't want that. You don't want to do that. Um, I always, I uh, now I don't stick to the same schedule every day or every week, but it, I make it a point to at least try and I try not to get burnt out. And that's why I said like, you know, that my two top priorities are work and school. If I can get those done, everything else is a bonus. So I, I try to do as much as I can and I don't, I'm not hard on myself when it comes to my blog because that's another thing, right? Like if you really want to do something so bad and you want to put all your effort and energy into it, but you're not just able to find the time to do it, then you start feeling less, like burnt out. And that's when, you know, people give up on like whatever it is that they want to go do. Um, so the key is to really try to plan ahead and get as much of your priorities out of the way before you do something. Else. Yeah, I I think that this has been an amazing conversation. So I would like to close it off by asking you, like, what is something, whether that's career wise or just personally or with your blog that you're looking ahead to um, in, you know, your future? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> I, I do have plans for my blog. Um, right now, I always say this, um, I'm working on building my brand. Um, I don't know where it's going to lead, but one day I do want to um, launch a company, a company that serves my community, a company that serves my people. Um, I don't exactly know what it's going to be, what it's going to be about, just because I'm someone who has so many different passions. It's hard to nail down that one specific thing and earlier i said like it's hard for me to have a niche just because i'm all over the place um so it's it's i'm a little further away a couple years away from figuring that out but until then i'm focused on building my platform and um you know meeting as many people as i can and um you know school's ending for me in march and i have to really decide what is it that i want to do um i want to you know plan my family out i want to have kids so I really need to hone down that aspect of my life. I'm super excited for it, but I, I want to plan it all out just so that I have that peace of mind um, work. I'm super excited to start this new job. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting into it, so I have to figure things out. Um, but the most next close-up thing that's coming for me that's huge is obviously um, my blog and the things that I'm going to do with it. So super excited for it. I don't have a set deadline on, on when it's gonna finish but um just really excited for all the things that are coming my yeah way. I cannot wait to see everything that you do and I'm sure it's going to be great so to make sure everyone listening to this also is able to follow your journey can you just let us know like on Instagram or otherwise where they can find you um and also once again thank you so much for being on the podcast I think this was a great conversation and just talking to someone else who's also like a planner like me just gave, gave me so much serotonin like I'm loving it so yeah just let us know where people can find you so um you guys can find me on instagram as azk it's a-z-k-a-a-y super simple um you can also find me on azk.com where you can follow along my journey uh read a little bit about me and the different platforms that i'm on um right now i'm on instagram and twitter um i am on facebook but it's personal <laughs> and um i'm working on creating creating a youtube channel 
um, but that is not up yet, but it will be. Um, if you are on my Instagram and you're following, you'll be the first to know. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. And I'm just excited for everyone to listen to this episode. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed. As I said in the intro, make sure you're following Aska at Ask on Instagram as well as following our podcast at Caffeinated Brown Girl on Instagram. Both these will be linked in the description notes of the show as well as other links to our social medias and websites and fun stuff like that. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or just have some collaboration ideas on Instagram or otherwise, please send me an email at caffeinatedbrowngirl or you can just insta dm me too but i will redirect you to my email so um that might just help us save some time so once again i hope you enjoyed and i hope you're staying safe it's getting really cold out here in minnesota so i hope it's not getting cold out where you are but stay safe take care i will talk to you soon until then bye bye